Welcome to Good Morning Owls, a podcast every Tuesday where we talk about food, relationships, and culture. My name is Eric, along with co-hosts Matt and Leah. We discuss one question from each topic to get the conversation started. It is 2021, and we are back in the studio. Boom, boom. Good morning, Owls. Good morning. Good morning. We are back for some more questions to start off 2021. We're going to bring her in with some food. Matt, what do you got for the questions today? All right. So kind of a similar topic to what Leia brought up last week. But I think I think now is a good time to talk about positive and negative influences of diets. I think... We briefly touched on that last week and and the unhealthy relationships or positive healthy relationships with food. But now just digging in a little bit deeper for those of you that maybe have some, you know, resolutions and stuff. Diets are a big part of that, too. But I've seen a lot of articles recently that talks about diets being negative influences to people, too, oddly enough. And so I just kind of want to, you know, throw that out in the air. And just kind of see where where we're at with that. And I think, Leia, maybe start us off. Oh, man. That was mid-yawn, too. <laughs> I'm like a waiter. That just <laughs> yeah. How's everything taste? <laughs> in <a> big bite. <laughs> you know what? Great question, Matt. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to take it in maybe in a different direction than you anticipated. Sure. So I'm going to not look at all these fad diets in terms of like in terms of losing weight or meeting those 2021 goals um, but i'm going to take it in a little bit of a different way i'm going to talk about food allergies oh yeah so like i don't think in this day and age we're in tune with our bodies enough as we should be like back in the day when food was relatively unaltered and i say that because like food has been manipulated since the beginning of agriculture so we can go back like eight ten thousand years depending on which history you uh, prescribe to mm-hmm. and we can look at how man manipulated food so it would grow more plentiful yada yada um, and so it has changed since that time but if we look at our like great great grandparents maybe i don't know work in the plains of the Midwestern United States, not mine, but yours, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, we can take a look at their diets and it was relatively simple. So if you were eating something that didn't agree with your body, you would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that anymore if you could afford to do so. But now everything is so manipulated. We look at a package of something and there's 30 ingredients and 20 of which we can't even pronounce. Yeah. Um, so going on a diet... I think makes us look at what we're eating. And if you decide to do, oh, I'm going to go gluten-free to make sure that I cut out carbs, you might realize, holy crap, like my body was so inflamed. It didn't agree with my systems, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. my digestion so much better. Or your body could have thrived with carbs and you're like, oh, give me those back, right? (laughs) So I think it just makes us think about what we're eating and make better choices so that we are more in tune with our bodies and we might catch some 
foods that maybe we shouldn't be in putting in our bodies because I mean allergies they're a real thing or food sensitivities or whatever you want to call them we might laugh at them and say a lot of them are like fads but we're our bodies are all very very different and it just does not like some stuff mm. so I would say fad diets not good long term but I would say the new year's resolution like <laughs> like three months span that usually people usually keep them. Yeah. It'd be good for that. Hmm. You know, <clears throat> I can totally see um, our ancestors treating food back in the day. Like sometimes we treat like medication in the current world. And what I mean by that is like when you back in the day, you didn't know what that, that fruit was on the tree. You walk up to it very skeptical before you eat it. Then you eat it. When you give it to your friend first, see if they drop dead. Yeah, you give it to your friend. And we don't really like him. <laughs> Joey! Or your kids. That's probably why they had so many kids. They're like, what these little kids? Shouldn't be swearing. <laughs> anyway, um, but that, that'd be... So, I mean, I could see how you would even understand if, you, if it's good for your body or not right away. Because mm-hmm. you'd probably treat food differently if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. To where now, I mean... Food is so heavily marketed and and distributed that just so readily available. Yeah, and everyone thinks everything's okay for them. So, and that's something that is not talked about. Just because, especially, it's, yeah, especially like younger, like people uh-huh. like us, you know, like yep. all three of us. I'm like, we're at a we're at a good age, and I think <laughs> sometimes we might seem like some of those things is <laughs> like easy to to take in just because we are young. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that like invulnerable yep. side or whatever. Yeah. I remember when I moved to Germany and I would get all my food from this little kind of farmer's market that was there every morning. So I get up early, go to the bakery for some fresh buns, and then I would swing through the farmer's market. And grocery shopping was something that I did every single day for the food that day. It wasn't something that you stockpiled in your fridge or freezer. Very different lifestyle where I was coming or where I went that particular region and what I found when I went to those farmer's markets and I was looking let's say at chicken or something like the farmers that were hawking their goods they were like like this is like the best chicken her name was Lucy (laughs) like we had a relationship like I fed her the best things like and they were so proud of what they had grown and they would have never compromised the quality of their food to make an extra buck like Mm. that was their livelihood and they were so proud of it just like if you go back in time and you look at like those first professions that often dictate your last name like people felt such pride in what they did now i mean like in america at least and i mean i would say all developed Mm -hmm. areas food the food industry is a money colossal money making i would even say scheme yeah. And they don't care about the health of the consumers. If anything, they're in cahoots with the medical industry, which wants people to have ailments from what they're eating. And so they could sell them medicine, right? This is mm-hmm. like, is one huge system to rob the general people of their health and happiness, I think, for corporate gain. And so like, it's, it's so different. So when you're talking, Eric, about like the past, mm-hmm. And like, and food, like availability and purity, like 
you trusted food back then and because the people who grew it were proud of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're just curious about food. <clears throat> I mean, like I mentioned too, in, in today's world, everything's marketed as it's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. If it's on the shelf, it's good to eat. It, if it says it's low fat, it's not, it's not going to be a fatty food. If it's low sugar, it's not going to uh, spike my glucose levels. Well, yes, yeah, sweetened with rat poison. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there's there's always something different. And but this is what people have forgotten is that even though it's on the shelf, it's no different than back in the day when we were running around and we saw some berries on a bush. <laughs> but and you, you don't know what it actually is going to do to your body. So. I mean, it's still trial and error, even though it's right there. And even though they made a fancy commercial that backs it, and even though whatever, there are people with sensitivities, like you said, Leah. So gluten sensitivities. Some people can't eat meat, but they still eat meat their entire lives. Um, your mom had eggs for how long? Yeah, she was hospitalized. She had no idea why she was so sick. Hospitals had no idea. She lived a large portion of her life just terribly ill until mm. they figured out, yeah, you lived with a chicken farmer and ate eggs like they're going out of style because that's the only thing you could afford at the time in your life and now you continue to eat eggs and that's what is making you deathly sick yeah interesting and and so i mean you think about some of our past ancestors they could be in that situation too where they didn't they didn't grow up with the right foods to eat to live a healthy life but if you eat the wrong foods and your body's allergic to them, it's going to cause possible migraines. It's going to cause you not to feel healthy. You're going to feel lethargic. And, you know, so, I mean, there are definitely things that factor in, in terms of a diet, whether it's healthy or not, positive or negative. And food Mm -hmm. continues to change too, right? Like Mm -hmm. my mom's celiacs. I'm gluten intolerant. I still eat it. I know I get GI issues or whatever, but. GI joke. (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah definitely those issues yeah uh, but when i was in europe i could eat all the flour wheat flour i wanted and the everything is non-gmo they don't allow gmos they're very like strict rules about the pesticides and herbicides that you can use and so their bread is just so different than what we would find here so mm. like bread, a slice of bread isn't a slice of bread anymore. You have to look at so many other factors. Matt, what about you, Matt? <laughs> what's, what's your well, take no, on this diets? Is good. You guys are definitely more experienced <laughs> in this area. Because I mean, I'm, I'm like, if I see something that I like, I just go eat it. So, I mean, but why not? Sometimes. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, New I don't. Year's resolution, only eat foods that you can pronounce the ingredients in. Well, that limits me to nothing. <laughs> I'll be drinking water the rest of the year. So. Yeah. Although I can't pronounce things there either. Yeah. So, Right? The things in water even these days, man. I Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I see a lot of diets. You know, everybody talks about water and drinking water. Mm-hmm. And I think, I weirdly enough, when I, when I hear diet now, I think water. And it's because I watched uh, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. <laughs> Oh, because he actually had an episode in there where he goes to France to talk about water and Hmm. and how I guess the water that we have, like, you know, in our water bottles and stuff, it's so uh, supposedly experts in the film said that you can't 
drink a lot of that water because it's manipulated so much. Yeah. It's too pure. Yeah. And your body needs some of those vitamins and minerals that they take out when they purify the water. Yeah. So I think that that's something a lot of people don't talk about is like the importance of water, but good water, like mm-hmm. water that's not super high pH, you know, or purified. <clears throat> it has to be something that's still containing Obviously, we don't live in France, so we can't have the fancy water that France has. <laughs> but they make sure like all their water fountains and stuff, like they all have, you know, very healthy water and it's accessible to everybody, even the homeless people on the street, like they can fill up their water at any time. So I think, I don't know, when I think diet now, it's it's a lot of like just water intake. And I think that's a very positive thing to learn because I don't drink enough water as is too. So when I, I struggle with that and I substitute that with unhealthy food mm-hmm. because I, I have like, <clears throat> excuse me, a need for substance in my body. Mm-hmm. And I typically replace what should nourish my body with like, and I wouldn't say I eat junk all the time, but it's like a lot of chicken and beef and, you know, just, I mean, it's good food, mm-hmm. but when you tack on the seasonings and the sides and i mean it racks up pretty quick so but i think from a dietary standpoint i'm i'm always scared to do diets because i'm always scared it's going to like send me into like a like a i'll have some kind of resilience and resistance to going back to like something else like for example if i go on a diet and it's you know keto and I can still have like cheese and all that stuff. But I've heard horror stories of keto, <laughs> like destroying people and their mental states. And so my fear is like it would send me into a really bad mental state to where like I would just like to substitute for that mental health. I would go eat junk and then just keep eating junk. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's yeah, I think it's how you frame it, too. If you go, mm-hmm. OK, I'm going on this diet and I'm not stopping like you're committed to it then yeah, like that could, if someone values being committed to something more than um, having the ability to stop when they know it's not good, then yeah, that could be a downward spiral, right? The, the trouble is when I socialize, <clears throat> that's where diets become the toughest for me. Because when I go out with, you know, you guys and and friends, it's it's really tough because if you're on a diet, you can only get certain things on the menu. But then you watch yeah. your friends order like, the parmesan garlic you know yeah, and then next steak. thing you know there's a puddle on the table beside you and you're like i don't know where that came from as yeah. you wipe the drool yeah. from your mouth yeah the free chips or the bread that comes with the table oh, yeah gosh. it's That's free so you deadly. can't you can't turn it down yeah so. i know a point in my life i was doing bodybuilding and like and contest prep and before uh while i was doing that like i had strict strict diet like i could not deviate at all my social life became non-existent. I didn't have the willpower to go out because I just couldn't be like, oh, no, I don't want to drink. Oh, no, I won't touch any of that. Like <laughs> it consumed me just watching the food and, and beverages consumed. And so I didn't go out. And like, I think that was probably the worst part of the mm-hmm. diet for me was just the lack of connection with my peers. Yeah, diets are a weird thing. Yeah, weird thing. Just uh, <clears throat> got to be cautious with them. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're a good fit for you. Some diets can work out great. Well, and do your research, so, right? Like I liked what you yeah. said about like 
you like to learn mm-hmm. like so knowledge is power and so if you approach every diet that you're going to do with doing a buttload of research first you might actually not go through with it but now you understand food in your own body so much better mm-hmm. yeah. hmm. it's a lot of trial and error yeah but all right on to the next topic we have relationships leah with the first relationship <laughs> topic of the year well, you know, New Year, you often reflect on the past, mm-hmm. things that went right, things that went wrong. And talking about past relationships is so interesting um, because I think that the majority of people, when they talk about a past relationship, regardless of how terrible it was, people go, oh, it happened for a reason. Or I'm glad it happened. It made me a better person. Now, did the relationship actually happen for a reason? Like, was it really beneficial to you that you went through that those that period of trial and tribulation? Or do we kind of cope with the trauma post-relationship by rationalizing what happened and hmm. making your making yourself learn from it? So are you saying that is it is it, it God-ordained or is it... <laughs> if you want to use those words, sure. But like, um, is it actually good that it happened? Like, if if would you be a worse person if that relationship hadn't happened, even though it was terrible? Or like, are you just strong enough of a person to have learned from it? Because hmm. we always say that, right? Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> wow. You know... Yeah, I think morning guys. I think we as humans, oddly enough, we remain the exact same sometimes until something terrible happens to us, or at least how we view terrible. Everyone's going to view that differently, and whatever obstacle it is that they have to overcome. Matt and I, we were talking about this yesterday a little bit in the office. Oh, you know, yeah. depending one person's scenario could seem like a, a mountain. But to the person next to it, they've already climbed Mount Everest. And so it's not it's not a big deal what some people may be going through. Gosh, been there. <clears throat> it could it definitely could be. And so it's like a little anecdote. I like lost my crap. We can say crap, right? We we're not doing oh, shit. We, can, we I, can swear. I said fuck earlier. So. Well, I heard that, but you also I said, fuck like the kids. That's what I said. Like it wasn't even just like a <laughs> I was like, ah, this one's oh. explicit. This is our first explicit episode. <laughs> I, don't know, I think one of the first ones, I dropped a few F-bombs and I think I stopped after that. But anyway, so on a school trip once, the other teacher chaperone was there and, oh, he was a miserable fuck. Since he's got, since he's got this better. getting brutal. Yeah. <laughs> We're saying, yeah, this Straight one's, shooters this here. One's e, yeah. yeah. But uh, so he had just gone through a separation with his wife. And decided that I was going to be his, like, person he leans on. And he was just miserable. He was actually, like, even telling the kids everything about his relationship and why he's so hard done by. And when I asked him, I said, like, what about your wife bugged you so much? Like, what was the irreconcilable difference that made you guys break up? And I was expecting, like, she cheated on me or, like, I cheated on her or major money issues. She wouldn't let him buy unsliced bread. (laughs) Right? And I'm not even done. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you slice it yourself, crumbs get on the counter 
And she was a margarine person, and she wouldn't let him buy real butter. Well, diets mattered in their relationships. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. And, and <laughs> Carbs like, are not a joke. <laughs> Gluten-free or not. Here's somebody who, like, who I considered him like a, uh, a friend, right? Like a co-worker friend. But he had not, he knew what I had gone through with my previous relationship and and some of the, I would say, much more traumatizing um, scenarios I had to go through. And he was complaining to me about the bread. And I just looked at him and I just like lost it. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, that's stupid. Like, get back with her. Like, and in hindsight, I'm like, okay, yeah, like we just have two different paths. And to him, being told that he wasn't allowed to buy unsliced bread was traumatizing. To me, it takes a little bit more to traumatize me. But uh, like different experiences for different people. Like, Although maybe, if, his, if his wife controls that. I, I was going to say. You could imagine what else he probably goes through. Well, yeah, he probably felt quite castrated yeah. in that relationship. But, um, but well, if just, it was just based on that, I mean, yeah. you know, but I, like the, I can see that. When I asked, like, what was that deciding factor, right? And Whether that, was that it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. But like, I just thought that was like, a, that was a funny story <laughs> that popped into my head when... You said that everyone goes through things that are different, but everyone kind of views their own stuff pretty yeah. as pretty high importance. It's yeah. a perfect example of that. Actually. <laughs> it is. It is. I and and to build on that, I, I think that's why sometimes <clears throat> I don't know. I'm a spiritual person, so I, I do view some things as happening for a reason. For that reason, because if those things didn't happen, I mean, okay, if you didn't if you didn't really care about who you were as a person then and you didn't really want to grow then you wouldn't view those situations as building blocks you'd just be kind of mad at the world and that's not a way to live either your life's going to be shitty if you're just viewing the world as if it's working against you the whole time and so i think if you view the world as it's working for you all of a sudden your life's not so bad even when it's not so great and i think that's really important as humans i mean we live one life and so that alone allows yourself to ease the pain a little bit. Now, did it happen for a reason or is it just rationale? You know, you can view it as rationale just simply for that. It's a good thing if you view it like that because you're feeling better about yourself. But Mm -hmm. is it spiritually inclined? Did it happen for a reason? Preordained. Yep, preordained. I don't know if it's preordained. I think we have control to pick who we want to be with in our lifetime. I think that's like... um, a free will that we've been gifted with on this planet personally. I don't know. But I think that's something that I think. I think you can end up with whoever you want to end up with. But uh, it takes a lot of work in a relationship to make it successful. It's not something easy. It's not a walk in the park. You're not going to love each other all the time. Sometimes you're going to want to sleep in different bedrooms because one person doesn't want to use a fan and one person does. (laughs) Insert cricket noise here. Insert, yeah. (laughs) The cough <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> the one cough. Yeah, the one cough. But at, at the end of the day, like, um, you know, my past relationships personally, I feel were for a reason. Because if I didn't go through those trials and tribulations, I would definitely not be the person I am today. I wouldn't be as strong in my, my new relationship. I wouldn't be as... Um, as maybe courageous and I wouldn't p- probably even know what love should mean to me 
because of my past relationships. I thought I knew what it was. I obviously didn't. Now I do because of what I found out wasn't. So I think if anything, it's a, it's a learning obstacle. But it, I think it's a little bit of both at the end of the day. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. I think, well, you know, being a, the relationship expert that I am. <laughs> I, Dr. Love. Yeah, Dr. Love over here. <laughs> you know, I think... I think one thing with the the meant to be thing, what I what I don't like about it is that um, it's it's been so romanticized and it's been turned into a cliche when mm. people say it, and I think it takes away the weight of what truly it means by meant to be, because I think like anything that's meant to be, it's meant to teach you or it's meant to uplift you or meant to, I don't know, it's like there there is a purpose because I I'm also a spiritual believer and I, I believe that there's a plan for everything if you're open and willing to accept and receive the plan. So if I receive those things as and and I like what you said, you know, in terms of like, you know, you can you can kind of modify or view these situations either in a positive light or a negative light. And that'll influence how you think about it. Like for me, I'm still trying to sell my ring from my first engagement. And that was like three years ago. <laughs> and I'm working on that here in 2021. Big year. Big year. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's awesome though, because I don't view it as like, I'm not stepping back. I'm not like contemplating. So I'm not that person I was three years ago with that mm-hmm. person. And so now, now I'm in this process of like just selling the ring because I want to save up my money. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only purpose of selling it. It's, there's no other purpose, no significance to it. Like I'm not going to go and make some huge you know, profound thing that's, that this is meant to be or meant not to be. It's just, it's a ring. It's a material object. It needs to be sold, Mm -hmm. even though it has some sentiment to it. But like, you know, we talked about that too. If I had the ring just chilling in my room and I have a girl come over and then she finds this ring, Mm -hmm. how in the world do I explain that? (laughs) You would not have a chance Uh, to explain it. Like, well, I've been meaning to say something to you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really great first date, and I just... (laughs) Oh, I misjudged your ring size. She allowed me to buy bread that's not sliced. (laughs) And and butter. 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 (laughs) But if someone had come up to you, Matt, and say, all right, um... You are, let's say, wait, wait a second. How have you changed the better since that past relationship? You know, I think it's just my my mind is more open. Okay. So if someone said, Matt, like you're going to have clarity of mind. You're going to make so much more responsible choices. You're going to be more reflective in three years. But first, you get to go through this. <laughs> Would you take it? I, you know, if I was to be honest, I wouldn't. Like maybe at that time, okay. at that time, three years ago, if somebody was to do that and be like, you're going to go through this and it's <laughs> going to, it's going to get you to a better place, but you're going to have to go through the mud first and, and, you know, crawl your way out of there first. And I wouldn't have done it yeah. three years ago. Whereas now it's like, now I have strength mm-hmm. and resilience and I'm, I'm also very thankful, you know, speaking just on that, that I'm not in that relationship anymore because it, it was really holding me back and and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I wasn't perfect back then. And clearly I made a lot of mistakes back then too. In fact, it, it was a catalyst for some other bad decisions that I'd had. And so, but now what you say rationalized, 
And so now what I've done is I've rationalized it from my newfound experience, my newfound, like, you know, I, I haven't been in a relationship since I haven't even, I haven't even been on a date in two years. And, and the purpose of that is because I'm, I'm choosing a path to just keep learning about myself. And that's something I never really gave myself time for. Mm. So now that I have that knowledge, now the girl that I'm with in the future, it's not going to be a dependence thing for me. It's going to be like, I just thoroughly enjoy being with that person. Yeah. And no other reason. Mm. It's not like, it's not trying to fill a void, which is what I was trying to do three years ago. And that was not a good thing. Like never try to fill a void (laughs) and use that as a relationship foundation. It's tough to get to the point where you can rationalize why that relationship happened and, Mm. and find the positives in it, but also not let the terrible things that happened in that relationship affect you in your new relationship. Exactly. I mean, Eric, you know, we had that one experience where I called you literally after it happened, the breakup. Eric was at my place 15 minutes. We went on just this long drive. In fact, the day of we went on a long drive because just of everything happening, I just needed some time and space. And if there's anything that that was meant to be, my friendships in that moment were meant to be like my relate like relationships outside of that breakup and stuff i would not have been able to get through it without like the people supporting me after that and that actually helped me more than the breakup itself yeah it was the people that came afterwards that were like get your shit together you know you need to get on with your life you need to figure out things like you know the people that kind of push you a little bit further well, and I want to add something to this because yeah. I think this is a very focused topic. Mm-hmm. Like, was it was it ordained or was it not? Was mm-hmm. it meant to happen for a reason or is it a rationale? I think there's a bigger picture to everyone's life. If you, what you pray for, you will receive. So be careful what you pray yeah. for. <laughs> That's my favorite line ever. It's like, you know, some people pray for wisdom. Some people pay, pray for, pray, pay. Some people may pay for that too. I don't know. <laughs> they they pray for strength. They pray for abundance. They pray for wealth. They pray for love. But then the world gives it to you. But it's not going to be what you think. I want wisdom. Poof, your mind's the dictionary. You know, you're not just going to know every word and, and be super wise on how to handle situations. Guess what? You're praying for wisdom. So what are you going to get? You're going to get some tribulations that are going to allow you. It's going to give you that wisdom. You want to be, you want to make lots of money. Well, you're going to be blessed with ideas to make money. You're going to be blessed with um, ways to improve your lifestyle. You're going to be blessed with all those thoughts. Mm -hmm. But when you start to change your life to move toward making money, there's going to be so much push from your old lifestyle that it's going to become a tribulation. When I started a small, when I, when we started pursuing our stuff, think about the friends we had in our circle when we first started. Yeah. <laughs> and look at our friend group now. It's much smaller. It's much different. When we first started Andy Strong, we had 14 people on our board sitting around the table, <laughs> all eating chocolate chip cookies from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> the cookies hasn't changed. <laughs> but but now look at look at where we're at now. We have a we have a board of very little people, and we have people who are very like we pick and choose exactly who we want in our circles and that's that's very helpful to help us move forward. So I think when it, even relationships it's just one aspect of whatever that prayer is. You want to be you want to have more love and feel love. 
Well, then guess what? You're going to find out what love truly is so you can relate to more people, so you can uh, react to more people's situations, so you can be more empathetic to more people. The best people in life, sometimes the people who love the most, have gone through the most shit. They've yeah. lost people early on. They've, they've, you know, just have have to overcome so much in their life the to worse. where, yeah, <laughs> just they've, they've had to lose that and mm. be stretched so thin that they find out that, holy shit, that's what matters. Because if I, if I didn't have that happen, then holy smokes, who am I even? And so, you know, is, is a relationship sometimes uh, dependent? I think maybe sometimes it's even just the stepping stone to get you to where you were supposed to go. Um, so I, I just have to go on a broad perspective because when you focus it just on the relationship, I think, Leah, you're right. Sometimes that clarity that you prayed for that or, you know, that you want to be a better person. Sometimes that relationship was the distraction yeah, to get you where to you wanted to go. The funnel. The funnel yeah. yeah. And I think when you say meant to be, I absolutely believe mm-hmm. meant to be. And one of the greatest quotes that I've ever heard for this kind of topic, it's when you're at your lowest point, you're open to the greatest change. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe that because when I when I hit my low point, I was... I was definitely at a point where I needed change and and something needed to happen, but I had to be, but I was more open to it than I was when I was in the relationship with, you know, with her because I got too comfortable and I had like this vision of how our life would be. And so I never even once thought of us, you know, breaking up or anything. And, but I'm glad I'm again, I'm glad it didn't, didn't happen because it was meant to be ultimately. So, mm-hmm. well, onward to the culture topic. Yeah, if we weren't getting deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great first episode. Very happy for everyone who's turn, tuning in today. What is it? Probably five people today, maybe. <laughs> um, audiences started increasing. We're now at, what, episode 10? I think this is episode 10. Run a roll. Run a roll. <laughs> We're starting off season... Well, I guess this is still season yeah. one, technically. <laughs> or it could be season two. Should we just could separate be. them by years? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, okay. So this is episode one of season two. Guys are on season two. That's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Just decided. <laughs> this would be the moment where we would fill in sponsors if we yeah. needed. Or... <laughs> um, all right. So the, la- the last topic today is culture. Bum, bum, bum. And that topic is where did humans come from? And now the reason why I, I picked this topic is because I've been watching Unexplained on Hulu every night for the past two nights. It's a great show. My mind is getting fucked by that show. And my dreams are (laughs) trippy too. So um, humans, Mm -hmm. where do we come from? Do we, and and it's really is, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg thing. Where did we come from? I have no idea where we came from. Did we come down from the spaceship in the sky? Did we evolve from apes? Or did we just come up from the ground? Were we ground dwellers at one time like hermits? And then we're now living on top of the planet. Were we once fish and we turned into mermaids and then became men? I don't know. Mermen. And we're almost low on battery, so we got to get these answers in real quick. Matt, go first. Oh, man. We're beeping. Um, well, when we talk about the origins of you know humankind, I think just from my faith-based background, it's just, you know, God made man and they existed. One question I've always had though is how in the world did from two people 
did we get like 70 different races of people in the world? Yeah. You know, and, and how did we all separate? How are we all not a part of the same family if it was just from two people? Mm-hmm. That's always been super confusing to me. So on this topic, I have no answer <laughs> because I have no idea. There's if you had so to pick much, one, if you had to pick one real quick as, as we God go pops time. up, everyone just, just just pops man in and we're we're here to go. Just the ma- magic trick. That's the closest. Well, <laughs> ma- magic, relatively speaking, but but just use. Yeah, like that. That'd be kind of where I would be. It's just kind of following what the scripture, you know, talks about just okay. man and woman being put on earth. And OK, and that's about as much knowledge as I have to that. So okay. to my best educational guess, that's where that's where I would end up. OK, Leah. Quick science. I'm I'm a believer in science, so I'm definitely going to go with the popular theories that I mean, early hominids evolved, like evolved into these humans with thought, and we we off we have ape ancestors. But I think it'd be very I would say narcissistic for humans to think that we that the perfect scenario, the perfect friction between two. Species Base things colliding just happened by happenstance and then create the perfect scenario for Earth to be the only life giving planet. And so I do think that the universe has something, has a design or something that's greater than than ourselves. Um, what that is, whether or not I'm going to call it a god, because that often makes you think of some patriarchal figure. Um, I don't know who that is, but I'm going to say that the universe is much bigger and much smarter than we think it is. Mm -hmm. Finishing off with the most weird thought you've ever heard. This is what I'm thinking. Planet Earth. (laughs) Planet Earth is a spaceship. We came from inside of the planet. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. And we, we migrated out once the Ice Age kind of ended up melting. That's what I'm believing. All right. That's what I'm believing. Gob so, stopper just turned inside out. And then, and then here's here's what happens when anything wrong happens. We can start up Earth. It's an engine. You just start up Earth, and we can fly to another area on planet Earth. Like a wow. big hamster ball. We're 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 living in a, a spaceship. In a spaceship. Yeah. Planet Earth is a spaceship. I mean, you know what? Well, the CIA is gonna be knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm open. I'm open to to whatever's out there though because i i like what leia said there's there's a bigger thing out there yeah and that mystery in itself is just so grand and so like so for us to think you know one way is the way like it's humans love explaining things we need to have answers for everything like sometimes it's okay to go i don't know i mean we still don't even know if aliens exist quote unquote so and who knows maybe we are the aliens i I think so (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you next week. Peace. Adios.